Chris Wendelkin, and this is On The Line, my NBA playoff podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at onthelinepod. underscore pod. Find me on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. Check out a deep dive. Check out an old draft. It's all there. Last, if you could rate, review, subscribe to the show in Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. It's greatly appreciated. Leave me five stars. Write a quick little thing. It it is super, super, super helpful, especially as people are looking for new NBA-related content. All right, coming up, we are talking with Ben Craw, my co-host for the 2019 NBA playoff run. Uh, I, I sent Ben and his wife and child to a remote location this past week um, to, to unplug and <laughs> sort of, uh, sort of re, re, uh, reprogram to cleanse the palate a bit. And uh, it's great to have Ben back on the show. We are talking all things Blazers and Nuggets and Headbands and Jokic and Murray and Lillard and McCollum and Cantor. We're talking Warriors and Rockets. We're talking Bucks, Celtics, Giannis, Kyrie. We're talking Raptors and Sixers and JJ Redick and Kawhi. We're covering it all. So here it is, my conversation with the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Ben all right ben craw is on the line he is uh we sent him away he is back from mexico where uh we sent him on vacation (laughs) we're not we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna use that detestable term um (laughs) it was not uh it was not that it was just a vacation folks um vacation yeah 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 yeah. a a brief hiatus i had to take some time you know with the family uh we needed you to sort of recalibrate sort of like you know uh just sort of like reprogram a little bit it's been a wild wild few weeks of nba playoff basketball yeah um and ben i think the last time we talked was the lillard I was just gonna say buzzer beater i I think after the the mania that mm -hmm. that kind of took took over me um yeah your brain exploded for a couple days where i literally couldn't do anything except sit in front of my computer and uh (laughs) absorb uh social media reaction to the dame lillard uh buzzer beater lillard long range three and it's good at the buzzer damian lillard are you kidding me Kate, Kate I, your wife, was sending me photos. She was just spoon-feeding you applesauce yeah, as Twitter scrolled my, by. My eyes had completely glazed over. I wasn't yeah. even, like, processing <laughs> any of the information I was absorbing anymore. Yeah. It was just, like, a, just like a, at a, dumb, memes. a dumb blur of, of memes. Yeah, so... Exactly. Uh, yeah, it was really good. I think it was a, a perfect time to kind of clear clear the head a little bit, yep. Um, yep. reset, um, and uh, gave me some much needed energy to to, uh, to dive back into uh, into these playoffs. But of course, I'm coming directly. <laughs> so we're recording this now, the day after uh, I got back um, right. from uh, this was in Mexico, where we were uh, spending some time with my uh, lovely wife and, and two year old son, um, which was great. And um, but yeah, while I was down there, I basically avoided all uh, basketball. Well, related uh activities so i should say you had a directive to avoid all uh, yeah so that's true it was somewhat self-imposed and somewhat family imposed i would say it was about 50 50 we went to our friend george's wedding i guess last saturday night Uh and i said to your wife i said listen 
we are sending you guys to Mech- the OTL. The OTL pod is sending you guys on an all-expense-paid trip to Mexico. <laughs> yep, the company-paid vacation. <laughs> Th- company thanks, paid. thanks again to OTL. Wife um, and child, get BC to the beach, but I do not want to find out that he's on that cell phone. Don't let him look at the iPad. This yeah. is a NBA-free week. We need him focus. Just get, I said to Kate, put him in the sun. Yep. Make sure he, you know, splash some water on his face make sure he eats you know some vegetables yeah um both and both so, you and my wife were very closely monitoring my phone activity um no, and uh, yeah. yeah i'm happy to report that i that i was uh, i was actually i succeeded in, in being basketball free for the week um fantastic so we've reset we've like reprogrammed your your brain yeah but it's crazy um, getting back and being like holy shit what i i have missed quite a bit here so yeah this, so let me let me let me give you the 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 quick uh slate here so basically the warriors are leading the houston rockets two games to one Right. The the Blazers and the Nuggets are now tied up two games to two. Mm-hmm. The Bucks are leading the Celtics two games to one. Mm-hmm. And the Raptors and Sixers are now tied two games to two. So right. what I thought we would do, Ben, is maybe quickly go through each one of those series, talk a little bit about what's going on. I can clue you in on some stuff. You can yeah. give me some kind of big picture thoughts any sort of any questions you might have, we'll 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 talk it out, and then uh, we'll uh, yeah forecast kind of like you know what's what's to come in the next week. Sounds like a great um, plan. I've does um, that work? yeah, that's that's perfect. I've got a couple snippets of, of info that I've been able to uh, oh, wow. to quickly catch up on. Um, info. Wow. I mean, I mean, just like kind of you know Listen to you. S- snapshots of uh, of what happened. I was uh, in about an hour this morning. I rewatched yes. the final. Two minutes of the fourth quarter, and then all four overtime periods of uh, of Portland Denver game game three. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's begin there. So should we start there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious um, from an outsider. Oh, I, I, I should also say I should uh, I should also point out um, I recorded a podcast last night with oh, our friend yeah. Lucas. We got to talk about that real quick and. I mean, this is a podcaster's absolute worst nightmare, folks. Yeah, the um, podcasting nightmare became a reality for you. Wow. Fin- it, it finally happened after, what, 60 episodes? What are we Something at now? Something like that. Yeah, 65, whatever it is. Lucas and I had a really just a wonderful, delightful conversation. He had more than a few glasses of sangria. And um, we just had a delightful conversation. I know it came in at a crisp forty-three minutes. It said so on my on my Zoom recorder. And mm. what do you know? I take my SD card, I pop it into my computer, and guess what? It said we didn't record. It God. said that. But it said that recording never happened. That fucking so, breaks my heart because I can just Lucas, imagine the conversation, Lucas, uh, with a couple glasses. He said he was at like a like he was a, at a child. He was at a one year old's birthday party. Uh, he had been drinking a lot of sangria at uh-huh. that birthday party, and boy, oh boy, was he happy to talk about some NBA. I imagine you guys touched on like the Clippers and oh, how his, his feelings the about them. Man, we talked about the Clippers, who he wanted to see added. I mean, it was just. I mean, Lou, if you're listening to this, um, that will always be ours. You know, that, yeah. that, that, that pod that we lost, you know, it's somewhere in the digital abyss, but that will always, we will always have that 43 minutes. Ugh, um, so sad. So yeah, tragic. So say, That's the kind of magic you can't recreate. Uh, I know. It's just, uh, well, I was asking Lucas last night when we talked, um, 
where were you? How did you find out about what was going on in the Blazers and Nuggets game? And I, I wanted to ask you the kind of the same thing. So obviously you were in Mexico. Yes. You were totally uh, without phone. So I imagine you found out about this, I mean, historic game, you know, like what, like at least a couple of days after the fact, like, yeah, months, right? I'm pretty sure it was like the second mu- we like boarded the airplane on the yeah. way back to Newark liberty international and i was able to like get a wi-fi connection because we had i did have my phone and but the wi-fi was like super spotty and i was like you know what if i was like really like uh you know a junkie i would i would probably like go to the bathroom and like try to like you know wait 40 minutes for my nba app to load up but um but i didn't even do that i waited all the way until the plane ride home but pretty much the second I had the uh, the ability, I, uh, I I I slammed Listen. I slammed that uh, that that NBA app and, and next, opened up. Next uh, next vacation, the OTL is sending you somewhere with literally no Wi-Fi. Where Wi-Fi is not enough. We're uh, fucking we're sending you and Kate to a goddamn third world country. Yeah, send us and to fucking the middle of Africa. Um, no, yeah, dude, we're sending you fucking. We're we're putting you up at like Habitat for Humanity. You you guys are gonna be building homes. You will not be on the internet that won't even be available to you um but uh, i am i am relieved to hear that you sort of you know curb the urge to to even to even log on to the wi-fi network yeah yeah i'm proud of myself for that so you found out about the blazers nuggets quadruple over yeah game, so i saw said, the little after. i saw the final score and then the right. four ot in parentheses next to it and i was like wow that's uh that's interesting yeah. Um, pretty much immediately was like, okay, when am I going to be able to watch? At first, I was like, I should try to watch the entire game, but then I realized that would take like three hours, so um, so I skipped ahead. I watched like a little of the first period, then I just skipped to the fourth quarter. Right. Um, but I watched um, I watched all four OT. I got to be honest with you, maybe it's because I already knew the outcome, obviously, yeah. but I it, felt it felt it left me feeling like sort of empty afterward, like gotcha. weirdly not as. I'm sure okay. watching live in the moment, let maybe me, you can tell me. What was it? What yeah, was it like? Let, Did you watch it live? Let me give you now my perspective here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you are Which is obviously far more interesting than a guy just seeing the score on his phone three days later. No, I mean, listen, but this is the thing. Like, we all have our own things going on, right? So you were on vacation in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I have been working on a play here in New York City right. for the last few months, but this week we were kind of like in crunch time and we were doing our show, right? Right. So um, my play started, my, so we were we were presenting this piece with two other um, works in progress. So it was kind of like a long, long evening. So mm-hmm. it would start at 7 p.m. Eastern, and usually we would be out of the theater by... 9 30 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and usually the deal is like after the show we would all go out for drinks and kind of party and hang out afterwards at a, like a bar in downtown new york so uh and of course like during the play my my thing is like i just turn off my phone i don't want to hear from people i need to like kind of like focus on what i'm doing right yeah. i don't want my phone blowing up so i keep my phone off during the play so 9 30 10 o'clock i turn on my phone dude <laughs> and i shit you not I had 180 texts. This was the photo I saw on Twitter, yeah. 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 So a, that was I that had night. <laughs> I had 180 text messages. Which is crazy because that 180 number is without me in the picture. And no. I, I don't Dude, know. Like, I that color some of your... I mean, we yeah. te- like you You are by far the person I that, I, that I text the most about basketball. And right. I don't know where I rank on that hierarchy for Just, you. But I have to imagine I'm like pr- up 
towards the You're top. You're right there. You're so, right there. So I mean, that I number could have easily been woodwork. well yeah. into the 200s, mid 200s, if I, I were mean, around. I got, <laughs> I, got, I got people coming out from like, you know, I mean, you name it, like a couple of years ago, I haven't <laughs> talked to you since high school. You know, Jesus. everyone's coming out of the goddamn woodwork on this NBA night, right? Yeah. So, um, so I get out of the play, I have 180 messages. 180. And I'm like, okay, um, obviously where do you even some- start do you do you tell yourself like i'm gonna try to reply to each and every one of these or are no. you just kind of like fuck it absolutely not absolutely yeah. <laughs> not my what i do from there is this the 180 180 tells me 180 tells me that something insane has happened do you have like a like a uh, like a form response text that you can just send no. to everyone fuck no. that no <laughs> Honestly, I have a couple of threads where, like, once they've sent, you know, like, it's, you know, maybe it's, like, three or four people on a thread. Yeah. At, at a point where they've sent, like, 60 messages and I haven't replied, yeah. they're kind of getting the clue that, like, <laughs> I'm not around at the moment. You know what I mean? And obviously, like, everyone's all over the country, so not everyone's clued in on, onto, like, what's going on. Sure. So, like, not everyone knows, like, I'm currently, like, performing on stage or whatever. Mm. So, um, so 180, like, clues me, uh, clues me in that, like, something insane has happened in the NBA. And, you know, I, can, I, I just, like, glance at the different threads that are chiming in. It's all NBA friends. So, I'm like, okay, great. I don't even need, I don't even need to know what's happening. Like, right. It's not a family emergency is, that those 180, nope. th- yeah, it's just NBA shit. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. In that, within that 180, I had a bunch of family, right? I got a uh, bunch of family. So now I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Prioritize ur- the family. Pretty sure nothing urgent here. Yep. Um, nothing happening with the voicemails. You know what I mean? Like, sure. someone was in the hospital, whatever. Like, God you know forbid. what I mean? Like, yeah. so I, I don't think anyone's sick, anything like that. I'll check in with the fam. It's probably, you know, you know what it probably is? It's probably like niece and nephew photos. Mm, and, mm-hmm. th- and then everyone's got to chime in. Yep. That can wait until the morning. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone's hearting the niece and nephew photos. No worries. I- yeah. I'll get to that in the morning. So I take my 180 and, uh, and this was what Friday night. So ever, of course, everyone in the show is like going out for drinks afterwards. They're like, you coming out, you coming out. I'm like, yes, I'm going to come out, but here's the thing. <laughs> I can only go to a bar. That's not going to be like, have a lot of TVs. If it's right. like, a, if it's like any sort of like sporty kind of bar, it's not going to work for me. Yeah. 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 Um, so we were, you know, like we were at like a, you know, like a fun, like, you know, kind of hole in the wall downtown bar, no TVs. Perfect. Nice. Awesome. Having a bunch of drinks. Uh, you know, it's like 1230, hop in a cab with a friend. We head back, head back to Queens, share a cab together. And uh, I'm home, had a couple of drinks. I know if I turn on the TV, I'm falling right to sleep because like I've had a couple of drinks. So you, my plan is like very clear. Yeah. I'm going to go to sleep immediately, mm-hmm. wake up, walk the dog, take him to the dog park, avoid all NBA friends at the dog park because of course those people exist. Yeah. I have, I have, I have a couple Celtics friends at the dog park. Those, those one, 
Yeah, those 180 messages aren't just a digital thing. There's a, there's no. a real life uh, no. component to, to those yes. messages as well. All they those can just, 180s, they can each just pop one out has from, a face. They can pop each out from behind one. a tree and surprise exactly. you. Yeah, and you can't yeah, just yeah. you know my turn worst, your phone off in that case. My worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> so I I quarantine Frank, my dog, to a certain area of the park where it's just we're gonna do a quick you know quick little catch play. Do a you little do you go like hood up like sunglasses like trying to be yes. a little incognito? Dude, I went with the hood up and I put the <laughs> headphones in. <laughs> Obviously, I can't listen to anything NBA related. Yeah. You know what I mean in the pod feed. So I go. I'm like all of a sudden like, give me a fucking like old. You know, just give me like an old Mark Marin interview with an actor. I don't care. Sure. Whatever. I just literally need noise. Yeah. And it can't be NBA related noise. And I know based on my 180 that there's likely going to be a, a fresh pod in the morning from like Nate Duncan or you know. So it's like I can't even. It's it. This is nuts at this yeah. point. So I'm at the dog park doing a quick little catch with my dog. We come home, and boom, we're in. We start the game. So I have Milwaukee at Boston, which I assume was probably like, I thought that that was the the crazy game. Mm. So I'm watching Milwaukee with Boston. I, I hit up the bagel store, get a bunch of bagels, mm. and uh, we're watching the game. Fun game. Giannis, Giannis was great. Mm-hmm. An interesting detail here is that, um, I don't know if you've had this experience, but on NBA League Pass, I didn't know this, but like they record, they record the full game, but they also I'm I have learned record like almost like a solid hour after the game of like post game stuff. Oh, I don't think so, I've ever seen that. Yeah, so you know the Bucks were winning that game against the Celtics by like let's say like fifteen or twenty points in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. but like when I pause it. It says it still has like an hour and a half left to go. Oh, so wow. In so when you, do head, the, when you do the full replay, you can they have all the post game included? Exactly. So wow, in my head, I'm wild. like, in my head, I'm like, wait, I'm about to witness one of the most ultimate collapses. I assume I didn't know that there was like a post game recording. Uh, so I, 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 I assume the Bucks and Celtics were going into OT. Yeah. So I was like, Jesus Christ, I got to take this to the very end because I know that I, I something I crazy assume, is going to happen. Yeah, I assume that this is the game where the Bucks blew it, and that's what all these messages were about. Sure, it never happened. Though I will say, the Bucks missed a bunch of free throws down the line hmm. in uh, in Game Three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay. So at that point, maybe I wrap up that game. I took my time. Maybe that at that point it was like one thirty, two o'clock. Mm. I start the I start the Trailblazers and Nuggets game, and of course this thing is epic. Yeah. Now I probably start the game at like one thirty, two o'clock. Again, I'm taking my sweet ass time. I took the yeah. dog for his afternoon walk, making a little lunch. You know. Yeah. Jesus Christ, this thing goes into four overtimes. Yeah. What do What do you know? I have to be back at the theater oh, at six thirty, <laughs> which means I got to leave my apartment at five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's getting to crunch You had time. an entire day to watch but two dude, basketball I, games. I didn't understand how long this fucking thing was going to be. So I started from the first quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I, I, I assumed all the You got a whole Saturday to lounge around with your dog. And yeah, dude, what else I assumed are you going to do? The, I assumed the 180 messages were Bucks and Celtics related. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm in the clear. Jesus. This thing will wrap up in no time. And then it went into overtime. It was like, oh, okay. That's what, must, that's what it must be about. And yeah. then we had two overtimes. And then by the third overtime, I was like, oh, my God. I realized that what that 180 is about now. Yeah, yeah. And by the fourth overtime, it was like, I, I barely got out of my apartment in time. In fact, I was late to the theater <laughs> for my Saturday night call. <laughs> um, 
Your fucking your fucking castmates must just be like, dude, what is dude, the deal with this guy? My he stage like- manager, my stage <laughs> manager looked at her watch. He's like, you had a six thirty call. It's six forty. I was like, Leah, I'm sorry. The fucking you know. You're like, like listen, the, that's great. All I all I all I ask is that we don't go to a sports bar after the play. Okay, that's okay. Off. Listen, you that's guys off. work like, around me and my consumption yeah. of basketball. All right. <laughs> it's like it's a historic game. You 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 saw McCollum the way he was hitting those jumpers. Him yeah. and Jamal Murray. So, yeah, that was my experience of, wow. ca- of finding out about the game, catching up on the game, and it was just, it was wild. Yeah, um, just never-ending. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the game itself. So I can't um, believe the Nuggets... Observations, yeah. So, yeah, after only having watched the, the last four periods instead of the first four, um, it, it's, uh, it was pretty incredible. I mean, I'm just, like, thankful. Obviously... We've, it's probably no secret to anyone uh, who's a regular listener of this podcast that I am pulling pretty hard for the Nuggets, even yeah. though I love the Blazers and love Lillard. Um, but yeah, the Nuggets have, have kind of been my like uh, my non-New York team for a while now. And um, so I'm rooting for them pretty hard. And I'm thankful that they pulled out game four to tie the series. Because if, if that loss, which is also incredible, by the way, that they, after that like just absolutely like heart-wrenching quadruple overtime loss that they were able to like keep their composure and and not just have a meltdown in game four that's like awesome um and really impressive but um but if they had lost that game and then just like kind of collapsed the rest of the series that would have just been like such a shame because they had multiple multiple opportunities i felt like every at least like three of the four or maybe two of the first three overtime periods they had a like a two or four point lead with like 30 seconds left and like somehow like let it slip away um there was like that out of bounds play where like McCollum like uh poked it away and it brushed Murray's fingertips I think they were like up four at that point maybe with like under a minute to go knocked out of bounds by McCollum but let's see Ooh, does it scrape the left fingers on the way out? Yep. And then the Blazers like clawed back. Um, what it was just a like fucking turning point. Yeah, yeah. and they, and I felt like the Nuggets for a couple of those had like the last shot with a game tied. Like Jokic missed um, a big one at the end of regulation, I believe, where yep. he like went behind his back for like a step back, which was crazy, and he almost yep. actually made it. Here's Jokic with three. Jokic behind the back for three and the win. We're going to double overtime. And then he had another, like, pretty open three um, at the end of either the first or second overtime um, that that just barely clanged off the back of the rim. Um, There were, like, a lot of chances where I was like, man, how are they not winning this? How are they, like, they just kept, like, missing these opportunities. Um, But but I think the biggest takeaway sort of that uh, overtime period kind of crystallized it for me, and it applies to the series as a whole is how fucking good my man Gary Harris is at defense. Yeah. Um, because he has really, really contained Damian Lillard, um, in a way that obviously he was not contained in the previous series against, uh, the thunder. Um, and I feel I like the, if it was Zach Lowe or I forget who's, I heard it on some podcast recently, maybe it was Simmons or Zach Lowe, but hmm. they were saying like Gary Harris, you know, 
you look, you think back to that Spurs series, you know, like obviously we love Derek so much. Right. And we, lo- we love his wonderful hair. Right. And really he had that incredible That one big game. Outburst. Yeah. And, and then Malone was like, oh, hey, Gary, maybe you should guard Derek White. When they switched Gary onto him, <laughs> yeah. it was like, goodbye, Derek. White, Derek. he disappeared for the final two games of the series. Um, yeah. Or maybe three games even, um, for whenever that switch was made. Yeah. Gary Harris is a fucking beast. Um, and he's been, you know, hobbled by injury all season his shot has been off probably due to that injury um, or multiple injuries. And he's kind of been like sort of, uh, you know, inconsequential for, for most of the year, but it seems like he's finally healthy now. And when he's really like on his game and it's playoff time, you remember like this guy's really fucking valuable. Um, and it's crazy how he's just bottled up Lillard. And in that overtime uh, game, I think it was in the third overtime Harris had five fouls and there was like a, like a long three or something that clanged off. And then Millsap, Millsap like got like shoved in the back, um, which wasn't called and, um, and Portland grabbed a rebound and Harris kind of like rushed over and like sort of tried to tie the guy up or like um, pin him in the corner. And I guess like uh, got a little too, too far up on him and they called a foul, which was his sixth. And he was, um, you know, he had to leave the game. And at, right after that, and up to that point, Damian Lillard had been, like, completely uh, non-existent. He was, like, one for six from three and, like, hadn't scored since, like, the fourth quarter. And, like, right after Gary Harris went out, Damian Lillard just immediately scored two layups um, to, like, tie the game or maybe even put him up by one or whatever um, at that point. And, um, and it was just like, oh, shit, like, now that Gary Harris isn't there to guard him, like, he can actually do whatever the fuck he wants against, like, Torrey Craig or whoever was, like, trying to guard him. Um, and it was just like such a clear, stark, like, wow, that is the value of, uh, Gary Harris, um, who I've always kind of loved. So it makes me really happy that he's like been able to kind of rebound and, and, and prove his value, um, this round. And, um, yeah. And then, I mean, the other big thing is just that Jamal Murray, uh, on the absolute flip side is, um, just a huge liability on defense and the whole like Rodney Hood coming in fresh and like, and basically winning the game for Portland in the fourth OT was because Jamal Murray was guarding him, um, because they need their better defenders to guard Damian and CJ. Um, so Rodney Hood was able to just shoot over him and, you know, kind of bounce, push him off and, um, and just kind of do whatever he wanted. And, um, yeah, so clearly Denver's got to kind of, like, figure that out. Um, I mean, I sort of think that the main reason why Rodney Hood was so effective is because he was the only player in the game who hadn't played, like, 50 minutes <laughs> at that point. Yeah, um, dude, I mean, it's 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 insane. When you look yeah. at the box score, I mean, fucking Jokic. Yeah, Jokic played Jokic 65. for 65 minutes. Jamal yep. Murray, 55 Which, minutes. Gary, by the way, 50 minutes. Malone's done a lot of, like, smart stuff, but I, I have to say that, um, that like, I don't know, like, I guess I just don't, I don't know, you know, whatever. I can't totally fault him because I don't know when he would have done it. But, like, Nikola Jokic, after minute, like, 48, 50 of that game, was, like, pretty much just, like, a stump, just, like, stand, like, he couldn't do anything. Like, Dude, honestly, so like, gassed, getting yeah. getting Plumlee in there for, like, some freshness and, like, some energy, like, how would that not have been? I mean, I know that, you know, Jokic is, like, the whole engine of that offense, Um but like just getting some some energy and some freshness in there to like mix things up like i mean by the end of the game they these teams just weren't scoring like they just couldn't <laughs> um so i don't know like if, yeah, it's if there was cause ever we think about denver we've always talked about denver in the terms of like this like great ensemble like yeah. so deep you know what i mean and it's like you look at monte morris monte only played 12 minutes right uh, malik beasley only played 23 minutes uh plumley played 12 minutes it's like yeah 
I'm pretty sure Mason Plumley should have been on the floor for more than 12 minutes. Yeah, and it's like I know that Jokic is really important, but he's um he's a guy that yeah, um when he when he, he's he, so he gets important that you when, need him at full rest, like you need him right. as rested as and possible. And when and he's a guy that has one of the steepest um fall offs. I don't know if you read that um that True Hoop or, uh, email that I sent you earlier. I haven't been able to look at it, but um but it's really interesting, and, and it went through Game Seven. Um, Henry Abbott went through Game Seven, like the fourth quarter of Game Seven. Uh, Nuggets Spurs where Jokic played all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter and everyone was like oh well, you know it's game seven you know it's time to you know fucking nut up and like get out there like Separate a warrior and blah 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 and, yeah. and Jokic was basically just like totally ineffective because he was exhausted and it turns out like when he's really tired like he just can't do anything like I mean most players can't but especially him because of his sort of physique and and um and you know athletic ability and stamina and all that like he just doesn't um he's just totally like worthless basically when he's not playing it like somewhere you know close to like uh usable uh sort of strength um so anyway uh that's all just to say that uh yeah like at a certain point i feel like malone's got to recognize that and be like okay we actually need you like to be really good when you're out there so maybe like let's cap you at you know 40 or 42 minutes even though you know it's the playoffs i get it you got to play your best players but still i don't know yeah i mean i just like that that's a big picture idea like uh, that we can also talk about with the the trailblazers just like the minutes played by these guys was like insane i mean mccollum 60 minutes lillard 58 minutes canter 56 minutes canter they were canter with one arm and one leg (laughs) they were like duct taping his limbs back onto his body like his legs were fucking falling off his arms they had to like shove them back into his shoulders it's incredible like warrior ennis canter is like one of my favorite subplots of this playoffs like after after being like such a fucking punchline in new york and now he's out there like like the it's embodiment fun, of like of, dude, it's of a fun redemption story yeah it totally is i love it and i love that he's like clearly like enough of a badass that he's like yeah i don't care if i can't use my fucking right shoulder like i'm still gonna like go out there and give 40 minutes like dude and here's pretty like awesome. the least controversial take that uh i'll make all podcasts mm-hmm. i think this series is definitely more fun and entertaining than the warriors rocket series oh i would oh yeah here's an even more uh, extreme take maybe of the I whole play playoffs yeah i think this is the most interesting i think i mean philly toronto has the only other potential of going seven games but um but portland denver i mean i don't see how this it seems really like these teams are just neck and neck let's like uh let's unpack that a little bit like why why is this the most interesting playoff series i would argue that like it's because of the players and teams involved and, yeah. and because of like the circumstances like, Hey, it's great that we're tied to two. It's great that we had this quadruple overtime game, but I also feel like there are so many likable players on both sides. Totally. And there aren't quite as many likable players in some of the other series. You know what I mean? Like, Lillard, you know, Lillard maybe is the most likable guy in the NBA playoffs right now. Like, right. Um, and, and, and if it's not Lillard, if Lillard doesn't take the crown, maybe it's Jokic. Right. And um, it's it's just awesome seeing these two teams square off. Like, the, both teams are deep and interesting, and they have, like, compelling backstories. You know, obviously, the, the Trailblazers lost in disappointing fashion in the first round of the playoffs last year the the nuggets were vying for a spot and uh didn't make it they uh, they right. lost on the lost, last day of lost the, the, to, the playing the game on the final yeah final night right. of the season i'll never forget and, that and, yeah. and 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 everyone discounted the nuggets and said that right they wouldn't be Fake able to like, handle, yeah. yeah they wouldn't be able to handle themselves in the playoffs and i certainly had my questions about them and it's been really awesome to see them like 
you know, like like turn back all the naysayers. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's I think awesome they got to see Jokic just like on full display here. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, really happy for him. Um, obviously, I've uh, loved him deeply, and it's so cool that like this dude did not make the fucking All Star team last season, Jeez. and now and now he's leading his team, um, you know, deep into the playoffs at you know as like a potential like first team All NBA center, you know, in the MVP talk. Uh, it's crazy. Like I, I feel so vindicated, yeah. uh, even though you know I'm just a moron who like had him on his fantasy team, but I'm still like, God damn, I knew this guy was yeah. fucking good before anyone yeah. else did <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously some smart people uh besides me dude, dude so as I, have well, a, but, uh, I have something of another hot take for you here and yeah i want to run this by you um i took some notes on this game and uh mo harkless mo harkless might be my favorite samurai Ooh, headband yeah might be my favorite samurai headband um in the playoffs and maybe throughout the league now, and, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. His headband came off at one point during ben, uh, one of the. Let's fucking. Okay, talk. okay. I'm glad. All right, all right. Okay, so Tell here's where I stand. Here's where I stand on samurais. Yes. Um, now, samurais in general, or the samurai headband? Oh, I'm sorry. The the headband. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm also happy to have a full samurai conversation. We could have well. a sidebar, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But let's talk samurai headbands. Sure. So. Um, I want to say, and uh, this, again, is kind of a highly controversial take, mm-hmm. but I, I enjoy them, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel that less is more. Maybe overused, maybe even yeah. nay, abused. Sometimes I feel less is more, and I wouldn't be opposed, stick with me here, mm-hmm. stick with me here, I would not be opposed to each team only getting one designated Ooh. samurai a game, Ooh. and it being doled out on a nightly basis as I like a special, this. as like a special reward or as like a special designation, right? Wow! So I feel Mo Harkless. I feel Mo Harkless embodies everything I want in a samurai, right? Yeah. He's he's hard nosed. He does all the dirty work. He's thankless. It's almost like he quickly makes himself it's almost like he like makes himself a samurai headband with just some like available fabric hanging around the locker room you know what i mean he's like i need a i need a headband just just give me whatever you got here i'm mo harkless i do the dirty work it doesn't now, have wait to a be second. anything yeah that brings up an interesting point um also sort of a sidebar but i think it's important when we talk about the samurai headband and what it embodies like you know you say like that embodies the, the the samurai headband. What do we mean by like? What does the samurai headband symbolize? Right. Because it's not really the qualities of a samurai. It's no. sort of a it's sort of a, a a more specific thing to the NBA samurai. But that's different from wow. you know your your I mean, historic I, samurai. I will say this is like a case like, to case thing. Like sure. I, I would say what I want in a samurai is going to be different than Here's a what question. you want in a samurai. Right in like, your what, yeah, sorry. In your mind, who is the prototypical Sam headband wearer? Like, who's like the kind of like model of the samurai headband in the whole league? I already have one player in my head. I want to see if you have the same one. Um, I haven't meditated on this enough mm-hmm. to, and I and I, I don't feel like I am well versed enough about the current NBA samurai wearers mm-hmm. to know like if to create a. <laughs> this is obviously going to be a draft, but um, I, <laughs> I I don't feel like well versed enough in like the current NBA samurais to it, to have like a power rankings. Yeah, but I will say like when I was watching this game. 
Uh, and I want to know who your number one samurai is, obviously, after I complete the sentence. But when I was watching this game, I felt very strongly Mo Harkless is the only samurai on the court. And like hmm. there was four minutes left in the fourth quarter. He was the only person on the court wearing a samurai. And it felt so goddamn appropriate and special. Well, there and, you go. I w- I, and I was like, that's the most... That's that's the most special guy on the court right now, Mo Harkless. Like, mm-hmm. like everyone does something different, but that guy right there is a goddamn samurai, and I would just be very wary of him. I would double team him. I would, mm. you know, block. Make sure if you're going up for a rebound, you're blo- you're boxing him out. Um, you always gotta gotta account for the samurai. Yes. So yeah. tell me, but I'm now I'm obviously fascinated. Who is your number one samurai? Well, my ur samurai in the NBA is Montrezl Harrell. Um, well, oh, of course. And yes. I mean, I think he was, if not the first, one of the very first to to samurai. rock the samurai. Yeah. And I feel like he he's the one that like embodies it. So when I think of like who deserves mm-hmm. to wear it, like it's the player that's sort yes. of on each team that's closest to him. And okay. I think Mo Harkless absolutely uh, fits that fits that mold. Right. I mean, obviously, what, a, what a slightly the, different, uh, you know. Player, yeah, like what? But, what is it that we're referring to? Like, what? Like I mean, when you, when you feel like Montrez is the most samurai of all the samurais, what? What is it that you feel like he does best? It's kind of like you know the most badass to yep. use a vague term, but like yeah. a like but one that you know what it means. Um, the one who is who kind of like has like the like he's sort of like, like the, the team the team mascot don't fuck with him don't right. fuck with him energy he's, yeah. he's like kind of he's not quite an enforcer but he's like an energy guy he's a he's definitely defensive minded that's very important in the he samurai possesses like an otherworldliness as well there is yeah. like a spiritual i feel there's like there an is energy that is separate from component. other energies yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i mean he's like a, obviously like a sage and a wizard and like sure. very wise and is like wise beyond his years and like has seen many things and is obviously like a prophet or whatever educated in all the ancient scrolls um yeah yes like he's like read all the great nba doctrines fluent in like six seven eight languages probably some of which are uh, obsolete um right yeah yeah Yeah, so i wanted to point out that i felt like mo harkless is is might be my favorite samurai left in the playoffs Um, i'll buy it yeah but it was crazy to me because there was a moment at which the fucking samurai, he took his samurai off. Right. So when, when did that happen and why? Tell me. But he tied the game, man. He tied the game with one minute left in, I think it was the fourth quarter or if it was the first overtime, I, I kind of lose. Yeah, no, it was the fourth quarter. There was one minute left. Uh, he ties up the game and I knew it. It was like, it's the fucking samurai, man. Oh, like, right. Hartless going to try to answer and does with a three. Lillard scoreless in the fourth quarter, drives on Harris, takes it, kicks it out. Harkless in the paint, scores! They went on that 6-0 run, and the first two he were... He sent the game into overtime. It was yeah. Mo Harkless. He That's intercepts right. the inbounds pass, and, and he's the defensive stopper, right? Like, what yeah. a goddamn samurai. What else? I feel like we should probably pivot to some of the other guys in this game worth talking about cj mccollum obviously had like i mean mccollum was incredible he carried that whole team while lillard was you know non-existent because of gary harris mccollum just stepped up 41 shot over shot dude uh, shot after shot that is 41 points and that doesn't even like speak to the nature i feel like the nature of the points which which is just like clutch basket yeah clutch basket like everything you expected lillard to be doing actually cj 
like CJ was was like filling in for Lillard. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's like, such a weird like, like I I like always kind of overlook him, and I and I always kind of think of him as just like a you know a scorer and a shooter, and if he's not doing that, he's like kind of worthless and like. He's such a like yeah I don't know like sneaky weird good second fiddle like I don't uh, I like don't know how to value him it's really strange like there's certain games like that one where you're just like shit he's the best player on the floor and then there's other games where he yeah. kind of like you know floats in and out um I but I mean actually... if nothing else like he's got that kind of like almost like Lou Williamsy type quality where yes. like if he's feeling it he'll just like step up and take these like insanely ballsy shots where you're like that's not a good shot oh shit it went in um yep. And yeah, he's got that quality, which is just like not that many players have. Here's McCollum for three. Yeah, I think he's an incredible player. And maybe like one of the more incredible qualities about him is his like willingness. I mean, this will like sound cheesy or cliche or something like his almost like his willingness to accept his place in the pecking order. Because oh, yeah, you, you get the sense that like this guy could totally you know, rip off 41 points like he did, uh, you know, in like this like major, major moment in the playoffs. And, but like, he seems like very, like he understands it's, it's that it's Lillard's team and Lillard oh, yeah. needs He's a, to be the front man. And part yeah. of what that involves is like making sure Lillard gets his shots, making sure Lillard like hits the big shot in the big moment. So he's always prepared for that. But mm-hmm. It was kind of crazy to see, like, yeah, Lillard was having an off night. Denver did a great job. They were locking down on him, and like CJ was, like, fuck it, I'll take, I'll take it over here, you know? Yeah, he's a pretty uh, incredible second fiddle, right? There's like never any question that like he would ever like try to like, you know, his ego, whatever, like, 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 you know, tr- try to tr- try to yeah. like get in the way of, of Lillard or like, you know, there would ever be like a like a some kind of like a battle for like the alpha status. Right. It's like. Very, very clearly defined. He's very cool that he's very good in that role. It's like pretty perfect. Ben, I'm having a memory now. Oh. Um, so I told you I had 180 messages, right? Yeah. And I decided I wasn't going to look at any of the messages until the overtimes were over, right? Mm-hmm. Until the, the, till the full game was over. Then I could like just, I figured I understood obviously what everything was going to be about. Nothing like of any importance and it was just going to be people like reacting in real time to these games. Sure. And so um, at this point, when we're in the third or fourth overtime, I realized like everything is, all these messages are related to the Portland Denver game. Mm-hmm. And so once the game reached a conclusion, and we'll obviously talk about that in a sec, uh, I glanced at like this, <laughs> this thread from my siblings. Uh huh. And uh, turns out they weren't looking to talk NBA. I was like, oh, what was my family so interested in? You know, like, what, what are these 15 messages from my, my brothers uh, and sister-in-law uh, about, you know, from yeah. 14 hours ago? Yeah. Yeah, it turns out my, my brother got engaged. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so I, <laughs> I was like 14 hours. I was like a solid 14 hours behind on the like, congrats, guys. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow so as that's soon as, a tough one to explain i guess yeah, dude, yeah. As, soon, <laughs> as soon as uh as soon as the portland denver game ended um you know i'm like responding to all these people and then i like glance at this message and i see this photo of my brother and and his fiance and they're glowing they're so happy hey guess what can you know great news we got engaged and then immediately i'm like 
oh my god i just hop on the phone with my brother i'm like hey man it's i just i've had a really long night you gotta understand yeah yeah like, listen i got a lot going on this play is just yeah. like really draining my energy my phone off yeah 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 yeah, yeah. wow that yeah. is incredible I know. um so that was the sort of stuff that was happening to me on friday into saturday um oh really god. a perfect storm that's that's yes. uh yeah. yeah yeah um all right so at this point we're in the third i think we're in the third overtime we mentioned cj with these huge huge moments obviously we we talked about the uh, the moment where cj swiped the ball away from jamal murray they initially Crazy called play. it denver ball they reviewed it overturned it give it to portland lillard tied the game up at 129 129 with 8.9 seconds left in i think the third overtime craig gets him back here's lillard driving and he scores again to tie and Doris Burke made this point. She's like, you know, Lillard has this history of draining these deep threes. And what that does to defenders is suddenly it makes them susceptible to, you know, when he's standing 30 feet away, they're sure. like, oh my God, he's going to jack it from here. Right. And it gives him the leeway to him. drive to the basket. So yeah. all of a sudden, Lillard, who's a very fast guy as is, has like a step ahead on, on the defenders because he's made everyone so paranoid about, you know, these deep, deep um, threes. He tied up the game at 129-129 with 8.9 seconds left. In and now that was when, that was off the, off one of the driving layups that he had on Torrey Craig after, right. after uh, um, Harris, because one yeah. of the amazing things about Harris is how quick he is yep. which means that he can get up on Lillard and guard him 35 feet out but also not get blown by him on drives yep. um, but as soon as he left the game that's exactly what Lillard did to, yeah. to poor Torrey Craig. Oh another another side note Ben um, so I'm looking at my notes from the end of the third overtime here mm-hmm. uh, you know big, big couple big moments from Torrey Craig I I, I want to say I am a huge Tory Craig fan. Sure. And I feel like he's got some Mo. He's got some like Mo Harkless in him. Mm, okay. He's like a d- gritty defensive first guy. And now, of course, and he's wearing a face mask. So that, that helps wear- a lot. He's wearing a face mask. And yeah. another thing I kind of realized while watching this game, Ben, is that. <laughs> sorry, real quick. You. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Real quick. I just have to ask, has anyone ever worn a samurai headband and a face mask at the same time? I, can we look that up? <laughs> I will have to. I'll have one. All right, we can re, we can circle back I'll on that. I just wanted to. Google as soon as it, the yeah. thought popped in my head, I had to just interject that. Yeah. But sorry, go on with your previous um, point. No, I was just thinking that there are a bunch of guys. I, I'll be honest, there are a bunch of guys that I would love to be Knicks and Mo Harkless and Alfarik Amino. Oh yeah. And and Tory Craig are right up there in terms wow. of guys. Like they would be. Would they not be? They're our kind of Knicks, right? Like, yeah, they're well, pretty perfect Knicksy type players. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not quite as high on Craig as you. Uh, like you just like honestly, the, the, uh, the the defensive kind of grittiness. Honestly, like a big part of why I'm so high on Tory Craig is the face mask. Yeah, sure. Um, like when he's wearing that chunky plastic on his face, mm-hmm. I do feel like there is a special like kind of like wily component to him. And um, seems and then, like the the nose on his face mask was like especially <laughs> especially sharp. enlarged. I'm not sure if you can like get special face masks that have different size noses, but his his face mask nose was like gigantic. No, it's humongous. It's a humongous piece of plastic. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Mo Harkless, we already talked about. And then Al Farouk Aminu, the chief. Love love the chief. Why do we love the chief so much? What well, exactly number one, the pig him? the pigtails. Yes. So duh. Um, to be clear, he does <laughs> he does have pigtails. Um, also, uh, for me, a big part of it is that he's nicknamed the Chief. Sure. Um, 
he has shorts that are like I th- he has like kind of like bigger like f- like stockier thighs and legs like his shorts are a bit shorter mm. than like normal shorts I just mm-hmm. I, I love that like he's got some like real grit and grind to him you see a little more thigh than usual <laughs> Hey, and for me, nothing you know, wrong like, with that. We've talked about it. Like, no, no shame, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, Mo and Aminu, I would love to be Knicks, and I'm a yeah. big Tory Craig fan as well. So cool. Anything else from the game? We should we we should mention Rodney Hood. So Rodney Hood comes in in the fourth overtime. Right. He comes um, in fresh. Um, drains a fucking three with 17 seconds left. Uh. Suddenly, you know, they're, they they were down. Portland was down by one. He drains a three. Suddenly, Portland is up by two points. 17 seconds left. Um, and then Jokic is, you know, on the line all of a sudden with five seconds left. Yeah. Chance to tie, and he misses Ugh. the first. Heartbreak, heartbreak, yep. heartbreak. Ugh. And uh, that really bummed one, me out. I think, I think another reason why I was, like, weirdly disappointed, um, again, I'm sure if I'd been watching live, it w- would have been different. But I, I, for some reason, I think I saw, like, quickly, like, on, in passing on Twitter that, like, Rodney Hood, whatever, like heroics, and I was like, oh, Rodney Hood must have hit like a buzzer beater um, to win it in the fourth overtime. So I was expecting some like really dramatic play at the end, um, and then when it turned out, it was just Jokic didn't hit a free throw, and then they just like fouled on the other end, and whatever. Uh, Seth Curry like hit two free throws. I was kind of like, oh, that was it, and like I don't know, like Rodney Hood didn't do all. Like I mean, he was good. What did he score? Like three buckets or something like that. Like. Um, which, you know, at that point in the game, of course, is like, you know, a godsend, but um, but it's not like, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think in the moment, I think when you're in, like, I think we can't separate the fact that you knew what happened yeah, before yeah, you yeah. watched the game. Like, of course, in yeah. the moment, the whole thing was so absurd. So tense, yeah. It was just like, someone has to end this game. And it felt like this, like, revelation when they're like, maybe we should check in a guy off the bench who's only played yeah. 10 minutes so far. Right. It's like, you think? You think maybe a guy who's an NBA athlete who I'm has telling fresh you, legs might if, be if like, Malone had just an subbed in Plumley playing 60 minutes? If suddenly, like, Plumley, Monty Morris, Malik Beasley, and, like, yeah. f- I don't know, fucking Juancho Hernan Gomez are in that game just, We'd like, running up and down the court. As the hero, too. Th- yeah. th- that would have been, like, a blowout. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't see how... Like, like, at that point, like, the stamina is so much more important than, like, whether, like, you know, how important totally. a guy is to your team. I don't know. Right. It's like, I'm pretty sure Rodney Hood at 100% is going to be at least just as good, if not better, than, you know, whoever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, a like, completely Jamal depleted Jamal Murray. <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? It's like, I'm pretty sure you can hold his own with Jamal Murray at 40%. Yeah, or, um, like... 15% more likely. Yeah. All right. We should move on, but we, we should. should say this series is now tied two games to two. Yeah. Of very course, we didn't exciting. actually talk at all about the most recent game. Most recent We're game. a very timely podcast. We pride ourselves yes. on our timeliness um, yes. and our, uh, our our topicalness. But um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch game four either, but I listened to a little bit of it on the on my headphones. And um, yeah, just super psyched that, that Denver was able to claw back after that heartbreak and uh, and actually win. Uh, to tie it up, um, yeah, this series I feel like is, is probably going to go seven. Can't wait to see how it shakes Can't out. Wait. Can't wait. Still feeling good about Denver, but yeah, I mean, we, we were talking earlier about more, how, I, yeah, sorry, but like why we like this series more than the other ones, and the reason I think is because when you look at the other three series, um, I, like any of the teams in those series winning the series wouldn't really be a shock that they that that team would be in the conference finals, whereas 
with this series, either team winning feels like it would be a complete miracle, you know? Like, obviously, like, Houston or Golden State was expected to be in the conference finals. Same with Philly, Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston. But with Denver and Portland, they're both these, like, kind of, like, incredible Cinderella stories. Yeah, I also feel like with with this series, Portland-Denver, it's like... I just want more fun stories from players. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like, so when, if, if the Warriors beat the Rockets, it's going to be because like, yeah, Durant averaged 45 points a night or right. Curry was incredible or Fucking Draymond boring. was invincible right. or, you know, or, something we've uh, seen a million times before or James Harden was invincible, blah, blah, blah. What's fun about <laughs> Portland and Denver is like, I just, I just want to see, I want more, I want another like game where Tory Craig's face mask wins a game yeah. or like, I want more from fucking Mo Harkless's headband. I want, or, I want more interactions with Nicole Jokic yes. and a microphone post game. Have you, yes. have you been keeping tabs on this, this he running saga? He consistently breaks microphones. Yeah. Like the third time now <laughs> he's like, how to fuck up with his microphone on the podium. So beautiful. First question. <laughs> and I just want more of that. I want that to be a yeah, running soap I opera. Love, I love learning about their role players. You yeah. know what I mean? And I just want, I want more canter. I want, I can't oh, have God, enough canter. Yes. I want more like Malik Beasley. Obviously, we've talked about this offline and on the podcast. Like our dream scenario is for Monte Morris to become like, obviously the star he's made to be and like get traded the to the Knicks. future like, point guard of the New York Knicks. Yep. We would love for him to along like ascend with Aminu. to stardom and get traded to the Knicks. Yeah, along um, with Harkless, Aminu, and Tory Craig. <laughs> all, all of those guys. Yeah, we'll yeah, take them so, all. Give me more pigtails. Give me more samurai. Give me more face mask. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want Cantor to like injure another body part like with each game, so that yes. by like the conference finals, he's just God. like being like wheeled around with like a full body cast, but like Incredible. somehow still getting offensive rebounds. Incredible. All right, let's move on to the Warriors and Rockets. Um, thoughts, impressions, anything you've noticed, anything just, you've read about, anything just one watch. Yeah. Yeah, just one real question. What the fuck happened to Steph right. Curry? Um, I mean, that's yeah. like, you know, I feel like everything else is like pretty boring. Uh, Durant's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iguodala and Draymond, you know, it, remembered it's the playoffs, so they started mm-hmm. playing well. Um, mm-hmm. And that's cool for those guys. But like Curry is is seems like the only thing that anyone's talking about. And obviously I saw the clip of the missed dunk at the end. Steph Curry behind the back, drives down a lane and misses the jam. And Harden the rebound. Seven for 23. He misses like a huge dunk. Two for nine from three. 17 points in the last game. I mean, yeah, he had a shitty game. Yeah. Uh, I think like the big story I think he's going to bounce back. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm not. I'm honestly not concerned about Curry. I'm not concerned about the Warriors. I think yeah. the big thing here is I talked about this with uh, Matt Hobby last week on the pod is like, it does kind of clearly seem like Kevin Durant has decided that he's just going to take over the team. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, Which I kind of love. Be, yeah. It's cool. I kind of love the fact that he like knows he's on his way out of town and he's like, yeah, the only way I can sort of like not be, I don't know, like if everyone's already going to kind of hate me for that or what, like I kind of want to just like, and like, I think, I think he kind of also recognizes that the team is pretty much like sick of him and done with him. And like the city mm-hmm. is sick of him and done with him and the media and everyone so he's kind of like in just complete fuck you mode and he's like yeah i'm gonna like walk out of here and like burn this place down behind me yeah. and prove to you that like 
I am by far the best player on your team. The only reason you have fucking three titles in a row is because of me. And uh, yeah, peace out, bitches. Yeah. And like, basically, Which I think just, we can all relate to. I'm you kind know, of into you, that. Yeah, like I kind of that kind of gets me back on his party. <laughs> like when you're at a party, you know, and it's really late. It's like one o'clock in the morning. You know, like your Uber is picking you up in like 20 minutes. You're just gonna go hard. You know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> sure. Let's just go fucking bananas here. Yeah, I'm gonna punch my hand I, through some walls. I'm gonna punch my hand a, through a wall. Piss in a corner. Piss in the corner. Yeah. Fucking, there's going to be a raccoon in the bathtub. We're yeah, gonna I'm going to throw a beers. sneaker in the microwave and turn it absolutely. on level 10, <laughs> yes. see what happens. You yes. know, hey, whatever. You it's not my house. Absolutely ape shit. Yeah. And yeah, I think we can all relate to that. So we've all, we've has, all done that at parties. Yeah. Yes. I think it's been it's been cool to see Durant just kind of like, he's clearly on his way out of town here and he's just going for it, man. Yeah, I, mean, I love he's, it. He's now taking, he's averaging over the course of the Houston series, 26 shots a game. Um, I mean, he's just, he's just going for broke and it's been cool. It's been cool. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel. Do you anticipate the Warriors, uh, winning the series? Do you, I do. Houston yeah. Has, can you see an avenue for Houston kind of getting back in it here? I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, like I said, I haven't watched these games, so I, I can't really, uh, j- judge the temperature of them, but it certainly seems like, especially with Iguodala and, and Draymond kind of like getting back into playoff mode. It's like. This team is just too... They're just, you know, I don't know. They just seem like they're too good. The fact that Curry can just completely disappear and have a terrible game and they still almost eke out a win to uh, to take a 3-0 lead, it's like, yeah. I mean, come on, what are we doing here, folks? You know? I think there are a couple, a couple things worth mentioning. Uh, you know, some of the role players on the Warriors and for and for the Rockets, I I shouldn't call them role players because they're not. They're, they're much bigger than role players. But, like, you know, guys like Iguodala um, have been incredible. And for the Rockets, he's not a role player, but Eric Gordon, man, has been yeah. incredible. Gordon for three! Eric Gordon from downtown! A four-point Rockets lead! And this last game, game three, at one point, yeah, I mean, Eric Gordon was seven for 14 from three. Crazy. Proce- process that. Seven for 14 from three for 30 points. Um, and he was just obviously lights out was a big part of them winning. Yeah, we shall see. So we have game four tonight. We'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast, anything we might expect, but let's, let's flip over real quick to the Eastern conference. Talk yeah, let's Bucks, head east. Bucks and Celtics. Uh, anything interesting here worthwhile that you want to talk about Bucks and Celtics, the Bucks now lead the series two games to one. I mean, one thing I'll, I'll, I'll start off with is just like game three for me, Felt like it began in the fourth quarter huh. um, in terms of the intensity level. Like, really? The crowd was absolutely nuts in Boston. And that was mm. really, really cool. Um, it was just, it was a hyped environment. Um, Kyrie was, you know, he came out just like guns blazing and um, fired up, ready to go. Obviously, I'm looking at my notes uh, from the game, like, you know, something we've talked about before is like Coach Bud, you know, he really can't run from the comp to like the Oompa Loompa. Um, <laughs> and this is something, you know, I know this is like a drum that I've been beating for a while. He now, tries so. to run from it, but he just can't. He can't. No, he can't. No, he, he can't. can't get away he from is it. A full on, he is a full on Oompa Loompa. Um, <laughs> I mean, dude, I this is like look at the images. Like, you Google Oompa Loompa right now and put a side by side with. Coach Doesn't matter Bud. what he does. Doesn't no, matter if he changes his hair, gets a new tan. No, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, let's get him. Let's get him some orange face like makeup and some green hair, and that's the fucking Oompa Loompa. Yeah, let's get some white suspenders on him, yeah. and yeah, let's um, just uh, be Horford, done with it. 
Al Horford has been fantastic all series long. That's something uh, Zach Lowe was talking about on his podcast the other day. God damn, is there a bigger fanboy of anyone in the league than Zach Lowe for Al Horford? I mean, I'm not saying he's wrong, but it's... Get a room already, you guys. It's it's a bit much. A little awkward. It's a bit much. Yeah, but, you know, like, thinking back on game three... You know, it's interesting, like, the Bucks just got, obviously, you know, Giannis is a monster, that's, like, the, like, you know, hardly a secret, but they got so many great performances from these kind of secondary players, I mean, Pat Connaughton, Pat Connaughton had, you know, a couple of really critical plays, he hit a couple of huge three-pointers, he had a big block in the first half. Right, I heard the story of game three was, like, Connaughton and, and George Hill, like, stepping yeah, up. Yeah, dude, um, same, George Hill, and the thing is, like, the reason that's significant, I think, is like, um, you know, when Pat Connaughton is hitting shots and George Hill is hitting shots and Pat Connaughton yeah, is making a tough defensive team to stops, all of a sudden it takes, yeah, but it also takes pressure off guys like Middleton and it sure. takes pressure off guys like Bledsoe, you know what I mean? Right, so, who had a bad game three, yeah, right? who had a bad game or Brooke Lopez who struggled at first. It's like they can kind of like find their footing a little bit. It's not like a panic if they're not like, you know, from the outset hitting these, you know, big shots or whatever. So, um, and then, you know, I, I feel like we should just have a conversation about Giannis. You know, I, I mean, like I, is it just like, has there been anything like, I feel like people aren't talking about him the same way they are Kawhi and even like Jokic and Durant. Like he's just doing the same thing he's been doing. Right. Like it's almost like people aren't, it's not as interesting because he's just remained consistently the best. Insane. Like, is that yeah. kind of just how what's happening? Yeah, and I want to like put it in like terms, like let's put like some words to it. So, I mean, I have never seen this level of body control from an athlete. Like, he is a the Greek freak is like a seven foot ballerina. I mean, literally, like his ability to not only fly and glide through space, but actually also change directions while flying and gliding through space. Right, which is why he's drawing so many fucking fouls. Because Dude, it's, it's, it's otherworldly, and like from an athletic standpoint, I feel like it actually puts him in a conversation that few players have ever been in Tatum before. switches off. Giannis, who spins his way. Oh, what a move, and the foul. Oh, that was so nasty. Giannis, what he does on the court is the equivalent of like, in human terms, like driving down the highway at 70 miles an hour, seeing the exit, the exit ramp on your right and, and, you know, veering off right to like get on the exit ramp and then being like, oh shit, I don't want to do that. And then like slashing the wheel over to the left, cutting across like three lanes of traffic <laughs> and then being like, actually, you know what? I actually do want to get off on that exit. <laughs> and then like jamming the wheel right and right. taking the exit without like injuring anybody. Right. And, or you get in a huge accident and four different cars hit you, but you're rewarded for that. Yeah. And you still manage to like park the car in a spot. You right. know what I mean? It's like daredevil level shit, like yeah. what he's doing. And it's um, like, I don't honestly from like, I would say across all sports, like basketball, football, baseball, hockey, you know, track and field, whatever it is like, I don't know that we've really ever seen someone this coordinated yeah. who has the ability where he can start a shot in one place, realize it's contested, then alter it like one or two more times before getting off a great uncontested look. Right. 
I mean, the people who did that in history were people like Michael Jordan or yes. Kyrie Irving, who were right. much, much smaller and lighter and more nimble. And yet, as a seven-footer, he's able to just do the same shit. Let's move on, Ben, quickly to the Raptors and the Sixers. Lots to unpack here, but anything you are thinking about, you've heard, you've noticed, you've read, you've saw, obviously, Embiid, I feel like, is a big story here. Like, Well, I think the number one story of this series, um, and maybe of the entire playoffs uh, in 2019, Chris, is J.J. Redick and his wow. jacket. Can we... Okay, here we go. Let's just get... I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, let's not beat around the bush. Obviously, there's lots of other things we can touch on, but sure. I think the lead here is is J.J. and the jacket. Right, Great. I'll, I'll let you take over for here. So, here. obviously, listeners of the pod know Ben and I are huge J.J. fans. Um, we listen to his pods, all the pods, the mailbag pods, when mm-hmm. he has a guest. His previous um, pods, the full back catalog. Pods. He, uh, and it's an extensive catalog. And so JJ has, um, you know, had to take a little time off from, from, his, <laughs> from his job at The Ringer, um, where uh, he is described as an employee of, of The Ringer. Um, <laughs> Does he, and- like, collect paychecks from Bill Simmons? I believe so. I I know that they were... I just real like that like I never that actually never hit me until just now. He probably gets paid by Bill Simmons, doesn't he? Yes, I believe I um, I have heard people at the <laughs> Ringer refer to him as as the Ringer's own JJ Redick. Um and JJ openly talks about working for the Ringer. Sure. So it is, you know, that he's a he's a podcaster. Obviously, like he's he's in the pod, the business of podcasting. Yeah. But um, I mean, he's JJ, a he's a competitor and a, and a peer. Yes. I would say of ours. Yes, he's a peer, someone we admire, someone yeah. we respect, someone um, that we aspire to. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I will say, JJ. Um, He's he's had a little he's need to have he's he's taken a little time off uh, from his podcast to be exact he's taken about two and a half months off um, hasn't been able to put out a an, an episode been a little busy obviously with the Sixers and the playoff hunt here but he, just uh, yesterday the day before he put out a mailbag episode of his podcast and he opened up by recounting a story Ben where he um, he was wearing a bright cherry red bomber jacket and um god this was a fantastic story jj now, to remind me like yeah. how was it kicked off like did the did his like co-host pretty, pretty ask awkwardly. him no no he, i remember he started it out as like a totally like uh fake uh self-deprecating like oh it was a mistake to wear this jacket kind of a thing like comment Blitter- is that right i'm pretty sure it was something like uh, we're going to do a podcast. Uh, we're we're, we're going to do a mailbag podcast today. But before we begin, I should just say um, I did wear a red bomber jacket today. It was right. a bit of a mistake. I was like, this is fully unnecessary. But um, <laughs> cool. I was like, was it, was it really a mistake, JJ? Or... I think that like, this is 1,000% like what you wanted to do a podcast about <laughs> was your jacket. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to do this mailbag pod. I'm sure there'll be some playoff questions. Let's get right to it. Oh, I just want to say one thing real quick. Do you ever get to a five o'clock in the day and you've realized you've made a couple of mistakes in your day? Um, I would say that's a <laughs> daily occurrence. Okay. Why do you ask? Because the mistake that I made today was wearing this bomber, <laughs> this bomber jacket. <laughs> and what, 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 so, so describe, just, describe, you, describe the bomber. Describe it. Why don't so you I would say, I would say it's cherry red, a slim fit. <laughs> Slim fit cherry a, red, a very bright cherry, very red. bright cherry red jacket with a with a white 
conspicuous C. Yeah, and the word champion. I think, is it champion on the back? <laughs> champion on the back. It is not what I would like to call a humble jacket. It is. But, <laughs> but it is very cool. It is not a humble jacket. It's very cool. Um, but <laughs> it's cool. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, however you want to play it off, man. Like, but, but What I, I love yeah. about JJ telling this story is, so basically um, he, he, he informs us that he is wearing a slim fit, um, he's wearing a slim fit red bomber jacket mm-hmm. that has the word champion on the back. With a big C and the word champion. C and the word champion. And Which, let's just be clear, JJ is not. One. No, Te- no, technically speaking, I mean, obviously, as a human, as a as a man, he's a champion. But as right. an NBA basketball player, he's a he's champion not... of wine. He's a champion of finance. Oh, you know, so many uh, things of investment banking. He's a champion yeah. of tattoos. Champion he's of a podcasting champion of, of Rolex watches. But yep. he is not an NBA champion, to be clear. Right. But he recounts this story where he is wearing this red bomber jacket. And Ben, what I love about the story is he mentions all the different places he's taken the bomber jacket. So he yeah. begins by saying, I woke up, I, I brought my uh, children to school, then I walked Chelsea, my wife, to Pilates around Brooklyn, Dumbo. He, obviously, he lives in the uh, Dumbo area of Brooklyn. Then he mentioned that he went into Soho. Yeah, he pops into Manhattan. Went I, into, he's like, I'm thinking I, to myself, was this like, when was this? So was this recently or? <laughs> I don't know. I this sounds know. like a full day's like he worth fucking, dude, of he like went to all gallivanting coolest, around New York City. He went City. to all the coolest New York neighborhoods. He went to the fucking meatpacking district. Yeah. He went to Soho. He went to he went to the fucking Hudson Yards. He, yep. he met up with his trainer. Right. Um, did, Popped up for a quick training. comedy show in Harlem. Sure. <laughs> went down to Carnegie Deli to get a, you know, fucking I mean, roast beef sandwich. all the, like, New York iconic institutions, he did them. Sure. And, um, God, we love JJ for this. He even mentioned that some of the NYPD noticed the jacket on the subway. And even Well, I love that he's... Did- ever yeah. self-effacing he's you know he's like oh people don't normally recognize me when i, I when i walk around town um but he was uh, wearing this red but on this particular champion. day you know he he just really kind of and you know obviously he, he didn't expect to stand out the way he did um but but, but when you when you JJ wear just can't hide man neon sherry red bomber jacket honestly when you have the charisma of a jj reddick like yeah. you don't even need a cherry red bomber jacket like people will just it does it feels a little unnecessary right yeah i mean we all know you're a rock star already it's JJ. like jj we get it you're a rock star you don't need to rub it in our faces we didn't need the cherry we didn't we, we didn't need the cherry red slim fit to to know that you were a rock star but yeah yeah. I mean, your your whole body and face is basically a cherry red slim fit. So JJ, if if you're listening to this, we love and admire you. Huge fan. Thank you for wearing the cherry red. Thank uh, you, JJ, and, and thank you for being you know human enough and humble enough to to just tell that very that normal story. human story <laughs> on your on your mailbag on your mailbag yeah. uh, podcast. Again, if you're listening to on the line uh, and you you're interested in reaching out to JJ, unfortunately, he's not available to connect with on social media. Correct. Not uh, on Twitter, which he also mentioned in that um, mailbag episode, correct? Yeah. Where he was yes. like very, very confused um, yes. by by like the fans, the uh, rights to Ricky Sanchez fans yeah, at, at, the, at the Sixers game chanting not on Twitter. Twitter, he was like, I don't understand why they did that. Um, yeah, I don't know how, Ben, like you would suggest uh, OTL fans get in touch with JJ if they're interested in reaching out. Is there an email Don't think address? it's possible. Nope. Yeah, so unfortunately, not. 
you can maybe Google his mailing address and send him a, a snail mail letter. I guess that would be the best way to reach out and express your uh, fandom for JJ. Uh, but he is not on social media. But we should talk, uh, Ben, about the the Sixers, the team sure. that JJ plays for. And Why not? He, he's been great. I have to. Yeah, say, he's actually. I mean, he does. If anyone, he does kind of point. Deserves to wear a, a bright cherry red bomber jacket. It's JJ. He's been a, yes. on fire. He's literally been, uh, you know, been been keeping his team uh, in the you know in the points, thick of the some of these 19, games. Nineteen points in the uh, in game four uh, yesterday. He was four four for seven from three. Uh, very efficient. We love JJ. Um, but I yeah. think the big story here is Embiid, right? Yeah, Embiid of comes course. Down Embiid and all, all of his never-ending ailments. His never-ending ailments, his various sicknesses, his various maladies. Um, and, you know, after just a monster Game 3 where he looked like, obviously, you know, the son of God, he comes out in Game 4. There's this report that he's feeling under the weather. He has, I don't know, a, a sniffles or the flu or, what you know, whatever it is. And uh, it's just he looks like... A totally different player, and you know, it's. I mean, many other uh, smarter people have said this besides me, but like, you know, the confounding thing about the the Sixers is like, just you never know which version of the team and which version of Joel Embiid is going to show up. If it is yeah. it the All NBA future Hall of Famer Joel Embiid, or is it a guy that's you know sick and hurt all the time? Right. So, G- um, game Game Three, thirty three points, ten yep. rebounds, five blocks, um, and then Game Four. Uh, let me see here. 11 points. Yeah. Yep. 11 points, eight rebounds, uh, over 35 minutes. He only took nine seven field. Sh- Dude, yeah. Seven, seven, seven field goal attempts. Yeah. Seven shots. He's Joel Embiid. How is he? Seven only of 10 seven from the line. Tobias, two turnovers. Tobias Harris obviously struggled with his efficiency. Tobias was two for 13 from three. Not great. Um, not great. You got to knock down some of those. So, and Kawhi, I mean, on on the other side of things, we yeah. got to talk about Kawhi. He's just been he's a extremely monster. good. He's been a robot. Yeah, um, thirty nine points in Game Four. He is five for seven from three, thirteen for twenty mm. from the field, and uh, with fourteen rebounds, five assists. Uh, just just a monster, a monster. This guy. So uh, yeah, he's extremely good. It seems like he's just—I mean, because the rest of his team, weirdly enough, um, you know, another storyline that everyone seems to be talking about is how like Toronto's bench is like not actually really doing much uh, right. for them. You know, after all of their uh, accolades and stuff over the past couple seasons, um, it's really been—you know—Siakam. I guess he's dealing with an injury, a, a calf contusion or something like that. Yeah. So he so- kind of disappeared, and Kawhi has literally just like stepped up and been like, "This is—I'm putting this team on my back." And interesting. And, uh, interestingly, Siakam in- injured his calf while trying to kick Embiid. I don't know if you <laughs> right. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. Was he legit like trying to kick it? Like, was it like as bad yeah. as, as that sounds? Yeah. I mean, it, it, he, I think he was trying to do like a sneaky kick. Yeah. Um, like he, I mean, it, it wasn't that like seems so unlike him. I feel like he's like smarter than that. I don't yeah. know. I think it was just, he was just frustrated. He just basically like stuck out his leg. Yeah. He like got knocked down after Embiid blocked his shot as, as Embiid was running the other way. He just like snuck, he like stuck out his leg a little bit, like to like right. trip him. I think he was just frustrated, yeah, but they're yeah. actually friends. They're they're I think they're both from Cameroon. Right. Um, right. 
So I don't know. I would imagine it's water under the bridge. Yeah. Ben, looking into your crystal ball, how do you see the series shaking out here? So obviously two games to two, it's all tied up. Yeah. Um, two games left in Toronto, one in Philadelphia. I, uh, man, this is another one where one I, or the other, like a I really don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's sort of a cop out to say it, but I guess it all just comes down to Embiid. And I, you have to imagine he's not still going to be sick in game five. Um, and he's not dealing with, I mean, I know his knees like still not a hundred percent, but, um, you know, if he can just kind of get back closer to game three form, I mean, the team just, um, you know, like they just need him so badly. Like they're just not, you know, if, if Tobias isn't doing much and if Ben Simmons is going to have a complete disappearing act like he had in game four, um, uh, it seems like they're not going to be able to do it without him. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, on, you know, on the flip side, it seems like no one else is really stepping up that much for Toronto other than Kawhi. Um, so I could definitely see this one going seven. Um, I could see Philly closing it out in, in two game, in, you know, in the next two games if Embiid is healthy and just, like, you know, playing it as, as max potential. And um, I don't know. I feel like – I sort of feel like they need to do that. I kind of feel like if it goes seven, I would lean Toronto. but. Right overall maybe i'm leaning philly in six wow wow i don't know yeah right fascinating yeah i don't i i just i as i said uh when we started discussing the sixers and the raptors it's just like i don't know what version of joel Embiid is showing up right um that's really what it comes down to even though it's boring to say but yeah no i mean it's it's the obvious take but it's like yeah well if he's gonna play like fucking david robinson or hakeem olajuwon yeah, then I will lean towards Sixers because their surrounding talent is really strong. I mean, obviously Tobias had a terrible shooting game. Right. I think that, you know, that's that can cure itself like he's going to play better, but Butler's been great, Reddick's been great. Yeah. Ben Simmons is obviously a limited player, but you know, he still has you know, he's a great player, can do special things, but it's just I mean, it really does come down to Embiid. And also, also they're getting, Philly's getting contributions from role player guys. I mean, James Ennis has been awesome. Mm-hmm. Mike Scott is playing, you know, limited minutes. Boban played the other night. So, um, you know, they're getting they're getting help from the places they need help, but it really just comes down to their their big stud. Right. So if Embiid, has has I mean, TJ if, been playing at all or no? He's not in the no. rotation. Oh, that's, no, that's sad. TJ TJ's been taking DNPs. Uh, yeah. I hate to hear that. I hate yeah, to hear I that. know, I know, I know. Um, all right, Ben, let's talk quickly about uh, two things, and I'm going to let you go quickly. Okay. I am going to hopefully get this podcast out into the world sometime Monday night. It might be Tuesday morning, but um, quickly, we have the buck tonight. We have the Bucks at the Celtics. Who baby? Um, Game four. Tell me who you think is going to win and by how much. Or, or, or maybe the better question is, who do you think Vegas thinks is going to win and by how much? Oh, this is the old, the spread. early episodes of OTL, yep. the spread yep. guessing game. Yep. Wow, yep. Yep. this is yep. a throwback. Guess I love, the line. love it. Yep. Uh, let's see. I'm going to guess it's in Boston, correct? It's um, in Boston. I'm going to guess. The Bucks are leading the series two games to one. Right. I think Vegas says. Bucks minus three. Wow. So Vegas is saying Boston minus one and a half. Wow. Okay. So All right. I think Vegas is probably thinking like, hey, this is it. This is the season for the Celtics. Yeah, that's the true. Cel- In Boston, Marcus Smart afford, back. Yeah, can't afford to go down three games to one. This yeah. they, They've got to win this game, but they think it's going to be close. And then we have the Warriors at the Rockets. 
Who do you mm. think Vegas thinks will win and by how much? I'm going to say the exact same thing. Warriors minus three. <laughs> wow. It's Houston minus one and a half. God yeah. damn it. Yep, <laughs> the yep, exact yep, same yep, line. <laughs> yep. And then well, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night, which is probably when this podcast will be dropping or people will be listening to it. So Sixers will be playing at the Raptors. Mm. Sixers at the Raptors. This series is tied two games to two. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is favored and by how much? I'm going to go with at the Raptors. Chris, I'm going to go Toronto minus one and a half. Wow. It's Toronto minus six and a half. What? Six and a half. Jesus, Vegas. Are we assuming that Joel has a case of like lupus or something? What's going on? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they know something about him having diarrhea or something. Hmm. I don't know. And then we have the Blazers at the Nuggets. Who you got and by how much? Who? I'm going to go Nuggets minus minus two. Two and a half. Four and a half. Very nice. Okay. I almost said three and a half. Damn. Lastly, Ben, before I let you go, we are now T minus one week. In one week. That's right. In one week, Ben. Eight days to be exact, right? In one eight days. In one one week. Holy shit. Next Tuesday. That's so soon. The NBA lottery draft. (laughs) Oh my god. We're doing fucking ping pong balls, baby. Oh Jesus. Talk to me. So soon. Talk to me and our audience really quickly about (sighs) what you're doing to prepare. Um, Um, I need everyone on board here. So if you're listening, I need you guys. If you have a voodoo doll. You know, do whatever black magic you can work in order yeah, for the yeah. Knicks to get this first overall draft pick. If you're religious, I need you at church. I need you at temple. I need you, you doing your worship, whatever it is. Um, it's a ben, Tuesday, correct? Yeah. Next Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be working from home that day. Okay, so right. I'll be able to kind of, you know, wear whatever I want, which is good. Um, because I think what I'll have to do, um, you know, obviously once my wife leaves the house and, um, I'm kind of like on my own, I'll probably go down to the basement and find the, (laughs) as I do every morning after my wife leaves, (laughs) uh, find, find, uh, find my, uh, uh, whatever, like, you know, old, like, like suit, uh, uh, wardrobe (laughs) thing has, has some of my old jerseys hidden away. And obviously, I'll have to bust out my old 1994 era Patrick Ewing jersey. Wait, wait. I thought you said you were going to put on your old suit, like meaning you were going to dress up for like the draft, <laughs> like you were a lottery pick. No, no, no. Dude, I just keep my jerseys in in suit uh, coverings. But, but maybe like wearing a full Knicks. suit is a not a bad idea. Yeah, dude. I actually think we both need oh. to dress up in like, Okay, hang on suits. a second. Yeah. What if I... All right, wait. Let me... Let's game this out. What if I do both? Okay. What if I put... Now, the question is so if yes. i put on a full suit with a right. button down a white button down shirt right um would you throw a where, jersey over it or something well here's the question where does the jersey fall is does it go under the button down does it go over the button down under the jacket or does it go over the jacket does it go give it to me one more time under the button down over the we button got down three over options the we go jersey then button down then jacket and now mm-hmm. A sort of uh, question one B yeah. to that would be: Is the button down open or un- uh, or button? So here's what I want: I want an open button down with a jersey and then the jacket. So I want a, I want an open collar, mm-hmm. button down, white mm-hmm. shirt with an Anthony Mason on top of that, and then your suit jacket on top of that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on, you lost me, Anthony. Okay. So just to be clear, I have three jerseys to work mm-hmm. with. I have the full front court Ewing, Oakley, and yep. Mason. 
Yeah. Um, so I've got uh, some some different al- alternatives that I can work with here. Okay. Um, but you're saying I want one you jersey want... or two jerseys. <laughs> one jersey. Okay. One jersey. So and you I want me to wear Mason, not Ewing. Um. I mean, I'm thinking, I, you know, number I, one pick, I, I lot, know. you know, first I lottery. Know why, I don't know why I jumped to Mason. Okay, I like it though. I mean, Mason is always uh, that was the first jersey I ever bought. He was, uh, you think, know, that honestly, was for a reason. I think emotionally, I just associate you with Anthony Mason. Ah, uh, well, that's uh, one of the best compliments I've ever received in my life. First of all, yeah, so thank, I think thank also you. You showed me like a childhood photo of you at a game in an Anthony Mason jersey, and that like I'm, it's like sort of cemented in my head. I'm pretty sure that's... you're actually thinking of by childhood photo. You mean a game that I went to in like 2014? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah when i was like maybe 30 so but thank you yeah yeah, yeah. i was uh it was like a i was a lot younger it was like a different stage of your beard so you looked like that's true boy, i looked a lot younger bearded yeah um, <laughs> um all right this is a great conversation that i think we need to continue having and everyone in our audience needs to continue having yeah which well, is wait, so just what remind will me you be wearing on the day that the ping pong balls are selected super critical so you're saying once I again i want to extend this conversation to other elements and areas of our lives, including food. Like, we should be thinking about special meals that are being made. We should be thinking about special clothes that are being made. We should be thinking about prayer services. We should think Mm -hmm. about watching favorite movies. Anything that could engender positive energy and vibes. Listening to our favorite uh, albums of music. Mm. uh, You know, doing our favorite things. Taking our favorite walks. um, Mm -hmm. Anything, anything that will engender some goodwill to the basketball gods um, we should be thinking about. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really, really salient point. I think that's um, something, yeah, we should all be focusing on. I think that's great advice um, to me and to all of our listeners. All right, Ben, listen, the NBA playoffs are going to continue this week. Thank you, as always, for taking a few minutes here on the line. Uh, We will talk to you next week. If something wild and crazy happens during the week, you know, there's always the the remote chance of an emergency pod. Of course. But um, otherwise, we will talk to you next Monday. Thanks very much. So just, sorry, just to recap, though, you want the jersey under the (laughs) shirt or under the jacket? I want the jersey um, under the jacket and on top of the white button-down shirt. Got it. Okay. Yep. That's where I ended up, too. Perfect. (laughs) All right, Chris. I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Later. All right, bye. All right. That was the conversation with Ben. Hope you enjoyed it. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod. Find me on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, OnTheLinePodcast.com. Rate, review, subscribe to the show in Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Enjoy watching the NBA playoffs, and I will talk to you guys next week.